Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pick and Play Podcast. Today we're going to be breaking down NBA, and as we take our trip into the bubble, we are joined by Leo. How are you doing? NBA action's been great. I'm not going to lie to you today. My focus is really on opening night for NFL, but uh, the, the NBA playoffs is in full swing, and you know it's it's still going. I'm still excited about it. Yeah, we're gonna. It's a great time of year. We get both. Yeah, we're gonna be dropping pods for NFL and NBA. Uh, maybe a couple of each if 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 it dictates that. Uh, a tough look for the NBA tonight. You've got Lakers Houston going Thursday seven ten. Uh, as your tip-off, and meanwhile, the NFL has Kansas City and Houston as well. So you're really, you are hurting if you're the NBA for ratings. You have your premier team in L.A. The problem is Patrick Mahomes probably is the biggest draw in all of sports right now, and you're losing the Houston market to the Texans game. Uh, Let me tell you, I'm a Laker fan. You know that. Anyone who listens to this podcast knows that. As soon as that Houston KC game comes on, I'm switching the channel. Like, yep. I, I might go back and forth. You yep. know, obviously, if the Lakers Rockets game is close, uh, I'm going to be flipping back and forth between it. But you're crazy if you don't think I'm turning on Mahomes versus Watson. Yeah, the whole way through, and that's what NBA is really going to have to be careful now, uh, because you can't put a game on Sunday, and you can't put a game on Monday nights. And you can't put a game on Thursday if you expect any type of rating. This is why every sport avoids football. Because at the end of the day, football's king. And it's king by about four times everyone else's numbers. So it's just a huge, huge gap between them and everyone else. But let's break down what we've seen in the NBA. Since we last talked, the Miami Heat have handled business. And the Milwaukee Bucks, I believe this is like the first time in 40 years that like a one seed lost to a five seed. Uh, which, whew, big news. Uh, the Heat have stomped them out in four games, become the first team to punch their ticket into the Eastern Conference Finals. Who do you want them to match up against? Uh, for my viewing pleasure, I would like it to be Boston, but after we saw, after what we saw last night with Boston and Toronto, I don't really have a lot of faith in the Celtics. Um, they were my sleeper going into the postseason. I remember saying that if they got hot, I could easily see them being, you know, the Eastern Conference representative in the finals. But the Heat just looks so crisp. Yep. The Heat look hungry. They're playing physical. They're not scared. They match up well with just about everyone when you think about it. I'm not sure it matters who the matchup is in the Eastern Conference Finals. I I like the Heat regardless. So do I. Uh, And really, the Heat left Milwaukee with a whole bunch of question marks. Do you see them changing coaches in the offseason? I don't know. You know, with Coach Bud, it's, it's tricky because he's had regular season success all of the last, you know, the last at least three years has it been. So I... I hesitate to say that they should fire someone who's had the best record in the NBA over the last couple years, but the playoff success hasn't been there, and uh, you have to at least put part of the blame on him. I know the roster could use a little tweaking. They could use some help over there. Giannis could use some some more help, but uh, I don't know. Would you fire him? I don't know if I would fire him. I think I might give him one more chance. Uh, Maybe if I can find a real perimeter playmaker, if I can trade for Chris Paul, or if I can do something like that, I'd be willing to give Coach Bud one more chance because he could clearly cook up a good plan. It's just he doesn't adjust well. So I I don't know. I'm I'm torn. This is two years in a row that they've been eliminated early. That's it for you. 
That's the end of it. Goodbye. No reason to lose the heat. You've got the better players. Goodbye. That's it. That's, I, I will not right, let you squander you, another you year of my him, team. Uh, giving him a pass because of Giannis's ankle? I could see them using that as an excuse to give him one more year. If we're going to say that his ankle was hurt the entire bubble, and that kept him at 36 minutes, and that's why he couldn't get more than 36 minutes, then maybe I'll give him a pass. But I really look at that team and think it underachieved across the board when it came to the bubble entirely. So are we saying that Giannis's ankle injury didn't pop up during the Heat series and was, was pre-bubble? They looked bad the whole bubble. So that's what you'd have to be telling me. Maybe that's the case. I also look at it as the NBA. Is I, I really got news for you. A lot of these coaches suck. A lot of them suck. A lot of them are no good. But there are a bunch of talented ones that I would much rather just come in and give a shot, give a try to. I'd let Billy Donovan come in and do it before I let Bud do it again. Um, I, I, I just do not think that Budenholzer did anything to show me that he can take this team to the, to, to the finals. And this two years in a row where you had the best record and you become the first team in 40 years to get bumped. And I get it. You want to say Giannis's ankle, but Giannis missed one game. They were up three to one before that. They were up two to one before he hurt his ankle. They were up three nothing before he hurt his ankle officially. And he missed the second half of the game. And then they came back and won. And then the Heat knocked him out. I just go, you know, how many years in a row, and this is something that happens in football, they're quick to cut you. In the NBA, for whatever reason, they're totally cool with you squandering their young talent for three years. I do not understand that. Get them out of there. Get someone else in there. You say that you would rather take your chances with a young coach. So would you rather have Budenholzer or would you rather roll the dice with Steve Nash I'd going rather, into next season? If I had to pick between the two, I'd go Steve Nash, but I don't understand why I can't go out and get Tyron Lue, who's a championship winning coach. Yeah, I actually hear that your boys in Philly might be having Tyron Lue on the table. I would go get him. Heck, I'd go get the guy who LeBron chased out of town. Uh, what was it, David Blatt? I, I, I mean, I, yeah. Where is Blatt these days? There's just the there's just way more coaches available out there than we pretend there is. And to say I have the best plant, the best player in the NBA, and I get bounced early again, while I look over at the Heat and I go, so what's going on here? And you're like, well, we've got uh, Goran Dragic, and we've got Jimmy Butler. Who Jimmy Butler was pretty quiet for the last two games of the series. And I've got these two young guys. You know, they shoot threes. Um, and I've got, you know, I've got some good role players that do, you know, and Bam, Bam's an up-and-coming player, you know. Who, who do you have over there, Milwaukee? Oh, well, you know, uh, I've got pretty much all of that. But I also have Giannis. <laughs> and I go, okay, so what is it? Why did you look terrible against the Magic? Why did you look terrible in the entire bubble? It didn't really look like you were providing the right leadership. I bounce him out of there in a heartbeat. I'm not having a Brett Brown situation happen where I just make excuses for the coach. You either deliver or you don't deliver. Um, what happened to uh, Nate McMillan? Uh, didn't they just fire him in Indy? Uh, I'd go get him. Okay. I'm not mad at it. Go I get- think I might give Bud one more chance if I can get a Chris Paul. Or if I'm not going to make any roster moves, then I'm changing my coach. But if I'm going to switch some things around Giannis, then I might give Coach Bud one more chance. My biggest problem is Giannis is on a contract year. If you don't do it this year, he's going to walk away from you. 
So, um, you want that, Bud? Uh, Let's just say that Giannis goes, if I don't make the finals, I'm out. That's the rule. If I don't make the finals, I'm out. Who? What coach are you picking? You going with Bud? Yes. Ooh. Okay. If, if you're giving me one season to make the finals, I'm yep. going with Bud because I don't trust one of these new guys to get me to the finals in a year. Yeah, I just I, there's no evidence that says that he's any better than any of them. So I you're go, right. I go, hey, look, you know what I'll do? I'll roll the dice. I'd be rolling the dice if I kept Bud. Only I'd be if Bud doesn't make it and you're a GM, you got to be sitting there looking at yourself, going, did did I really just run that back after watching it fail two years in a row and think that? You know, what is the definition of insanity? He's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So right. you basically stared at the paper and went, run it back, and it didn't work. And you went, no idea how that happened. Uh, so I go, look, I should go out and get a new player, and I should go out and get a new coach. And and the thing is, I think the, the floor and ceiling of your team, depending on which coach you have, uh, you know, like we're looking at uh, uh, Nick Nurse and Brad Stevens are having a, a wizard battle. But Spolstra just walked Boonholzer off the court. I got to get someone better. I just got to. Um, so, you know, that, I think that's where Milwaukee's got to go. The first thing they got to do this offseason, we'll have an offseason pod to talk about it. But I think they need a new coach. Uh, I think they need another piece for Giannis or he's going to walk away. Uh, let's turn. Yeah, I, I do think before we move on, yep. we we need to give some credit to the Heat. Your Heat. Oh yeah. You called it. You've been calling it for a while. My little babies. The Miami Heat. They just got some some fuck you in them. Yes. And I love it. Yep. They they give you your first series loss. They give me my first win over you. Um, and that's probably my last chance to make up this lost ground. But yeah, fuck uh, the Bucks. Yep, I just like the heat. That fuck you attitude means a lot to me in sports. Um, yesterday, I'm in a fantasy football league where you draft NFL players. As for defensive, you draft defensive players. You get a linebacker, you get a lineman, you get a corner. Um, or a guy in the secondary. You know, I, I sent a message to everyone. I drafted Vontez Perfect. And I said, I'm going to have a tough team. You know, I'm gonna have a tough team. I cut him immediately. But uh, I, you know, sometimes you got to send a message to everyone that you're gonna, you're not here to fuck around. You know, although I was fucking around. So you need to have that grit, that grind. The Heat have it. The Heat lack that up end potential, but they have everything else. The Heat are like one superstar away from being fucking crazy good. Like I don't know if if they could get Kawhi over there, they would be a fuck you team and a half. So. They're one player where I could see them hunting this offseason to add another star with Jimmy, uh, but but we'll see what I happens. I could see a Chris Paul. That yeah. was the rumor last summer. Yep. I could see a Chris Paul. He might be enough to take him over the hump. You don't need Chris Paul to be dominant for the next five years. No. You need one to two years of good Chris Paul. You just And you only need him for 30 minutes a game, which is where he needs to be playing. I mean, we just saw him go toe-to-toe with Houston. Uh, you put him on a team like the Heat – I don't know who you trade out. They have young pieces, so they could make some trades. But I don't know. I'm excited to see what the Heat do in the offseason. Let's slide over to the uh, Celtics-Raptors series. Really a squandered opportunity for the Celtics. They let that one-second buzzer beater go in. And since then, the Raptors have taken control of the series. We're tied 3-3, forcing a Game 7. So they were staring down a barrel of 0-3. On one shot, they turned it around to 2-1. Then they win two of the next three and make it a 3-3 series. Going into Game 7, if I'm the Celtics, uh, this is this is nut-check time. Yeah, to be honest, the Celtics disappointed me in the last game. 
I expected if Boston was the team that I thought that they were, they would have come out last night, stomped the Raptors out, finished it off, and gotten ready for Miami. They didn't do that. They let the Raptors breathe a little bit. They gave them life again. And so now I'm, I'm thinking I actually kind of like the Raptors in Game 7. Yep. Uh, you know, after you have a letdown like that, the Raptors are clearly hungry. They're battle-tested. Boston is not battle-tested. Uh, I could easily see the Raptors coming out with the W in Game 7, and it's disappointing because I thought that Tatum and Brown and, and those boys had rounded the corner. Now, Tatum and Brown, they both had decent games last night. It was really Kemba that didn't show up at all. But it, it was disappointing as someone who thought that the Celtics were a, a sleeper contender. Yeah, and I'm really, you know what? The Heat have tons of fuck you attitude. I don't see any of it in the Celtics. Uh, they, I don't see it either. They have a lot of skill, but they don't have enough of that attitude. Jalen Brown's really the only person on their team that I really see has that dog. Well, him and Marcus Smart. Marcus let Smart. Me not, but Marcus, let me not about Marcus Smart. Yeah, they just, it doesn't resonate across the team. They're more cerebral than that. And sometimes when you're in a dog fight, you know, one thing that helps someone like San Antonio for years in that cerebral moment is having three to four Hall of Famers um, in their primes. You're not there yet. You kind of need an edge somewhere, and this has kind of got to be it. You got to have a better mental going into here. Um, and, and and credit the Raptors all the way through. This is a team that lost Kawhi. Everyone counted them out. Now they're one game away from making the finals again. That's incredible footwork. <laughs> that is quite the footwork to get yourself there. So I, I'll right. tell you what. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride this ship out with the Celtics. I'm gonna ride or die. I've got. You know, I had four four teams that I liked going into this. I lost two immediately with the 76ers uh, immediately eliminating themselves. OKC took it to seven. My heat, my heat survived, but the Celtics is the Celtics look like they're on the edge. I'm going to ride them out for one more game. Yeah, even if they win, honestly, I think that regardless of who wins this series, Miami is going to be the representative in the finals. They are fresher. They yep. match up. They're playing the best. Like, There's no reason for me not to pick Miami to win, regardless of who wins Game 7. But a quick shout-out to OG Ananobi and Kyle Lowry, because, man, last Ooh. night they were hitting big shot after big shot. Shout-out to Norman Powell coming up big in the second overtime. The, those boys, they made plays last night. They did, and um, I think my— They looked like a championship team. Kyle... Like, they looked like—you could tell that they had been there before. Yeah, Kyle Lowry's just a funny player. I—, I... I respect his game, but I can't stand how much that guy flops. I just fucking can't get over it. And uh, there was the good, you know, the, the Spider-Man meme where it's Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. And someone said that's the equivalent of Marcus Smart and Kyle Lowry when they play each other. Because they just <laughs> they just point for fouls the entire time. And, and, and I get it. No one takes more charges than Kyle Lowry. He throws his body on the line. It just, I, I'm... Watching it in the bubble, I'm getting real fucking sick of it. The amount of flops, the amount of bad refereeing, catering to these flops is just fucking driving me nuts. I don't know what you got to do. Uh, again, I would go to five refs and have one per pair of players to keep a better eye on it. So you're not constantly scanning around for things um, and you're able to focus. But I just, it's just ticky tacky and it's nonstop. The, the last three minutes of every game is a whistle, a whistle, a whistle, a whistle, a whistle, a whistle, a whistle. And they and you just kill all, and you can watch it on Twitter. The entire Twitter blows up for about 14 minutes while they're trying to get the last two minutes into the game. And then at the end of the game, everyone goes, 
wow, that was definitely a different game, but exciting nonetheless. And I'm like, it would have been a lot better if it ended 25 minutes ago when it should have, if the refs could just get their shit under control. So Kyle Lowry, and I don't blame him, it's just he's really good at it. So, it, you know, those, those smaller players are really good about pulling in that foul against the bigger guy. And, and when is the last time anyone's ever been hit by someone and your reaction was to throw both hands in the air and fall backwards? It's the craziest fucking shit. But the refs look at it and be like, that's what a cartoon would look like if they fell down, so here's a whistle. I don't understand it. If their hands flop into the air and their head flings back, don't call the foul. There was no foul. There was no foul. <laughs> you, you don't get fouled and go, da! And then it's like soccer collapsing onto the ground like a dying star. Oh, my, my leg and my back and my head and my arm and my shoulder. Oh, 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 I got the call. Okay, I'll get up. I'll wince. I'll, I'll shake it off. I'm a tough player. I'll shake it off. Oh, two free throws. Okay, run back to the other side of the court. Uh, it's just, I'm sick of it, man. I'm so fucking sick of these end these games just being a whistle fest. Bad calls, it's no calls. If they if the ref blows his whistle, it probably wasn't a foul. If the ref doesn't blow his whistle, probably was a foul. They're basically just catering to the caricatures of the player. And if the player doesn't give them a visual cue that it was a foul, they're unable to make the distinction. And that's led to players flopping for fouls because they realize the ref's key on the visual of it. Because that means the ref isn't capable enough to see hand-to-arm contact or something that could alter a player's shot without the other player uh, demonstrably acting that way. And I just am sick of the whole fucking thing. So, not to derail our Celtics-Raptors talk, but holy fuck, if I can get an end of the game... Can't you kind of see that in every sport, though? Uh, any, any contact sport? Like, it's infamous for happening in soccer, but even in football lately, if you watch it, you, you know, on these pass interference calls, you see the receivers in the corners embellishing contact and trying to, you know, trying to play the ref to get a call... I feel like across all contact sports, uh, yeah, flopping is just an issue. It's getting extreme in basketball. It is get you. You don't see the wide receiver run the route and look like someone set off a stick of TNT in his pocket. That he explodes into the air with both arms outstretched, head flung back, and collapses on the ground. It is the exaggeration. <laughs> you should see that. You could probably get a couple passing. You probably like could, that. but that they're not doing it in the NBA. You go up and you go. Uh, they barely hit him, and he, you go and explode onto the ground. And I'm like, get the fuck over it. And 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 it's just over. Like there, if if the if I review the play, and it turns out that the contact was not that bad. I should I should offset the foul with a foul on the player. Like there, the biggest problem is when you just allow everyone to do it. It's the number one knock on why soccer is not big. People can't in the United States. They can't stand seeing it. It's annoying to see nonstop the the flopping, the flailing, the begging. I'm okay with corners, wide receivers, quarterbacks cry all the time, but that's what we say about a quarterback, right? That, you know, all, all they should wear flags, they shouldn't... That, that, I get it. One player on the team doing it. Five out of five people doing it is annoying as fuck. Especially when the camera's on a one-on-one matchup. That's what's annoying to me. And all I'm saying is, I hate when people go, well, what do you want to do about it? 
I don't fix it. I don't know. Try anything. I'm, a, I'm open here. You know what I don't want to do? I hate when people go, well, I'm not going to fix it. I, why can't we fix these problems? Why do we act like these are just insurmountable problems? The NBA tried. Remember when they were like, stop flopping. We'll fine you. And then they did nothing with it. Like, what? They knew it was a, we knew it was a problem four years ago. They just didn't address it. They just didn't give a fuck. And I'm sick of it. I think it ruins the product. Not ruins, but it lessens the product. So I'll get off my high horse. But my God, I wish they would do something about that. But back to Celtics Raptors. I, I really think that while the Celtics have squandered this opportunity, the Raptors have made it their opportunity. Um, I'm going to be interested to see how this game plays out. Are you, you said you're sticking with the Celtics, or you're going to flip to the Raptors in Game 7? Uh, it's tough. I want to stick with my pick, which is Boston. I'm going to stick with my pick. There we go. We're both dying with the ship. I don't – I'm not confident. Yeah, we're not you know, happy right? about it. I have rooting interest in Boston other than the fact that I picked them. So, like, my brain is telling me that Toronto is going to win Game 7. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go green and just black out with it. All right, let's flip over to Lakers and Nuggets. Uh, I mean, Lakers and uh, Houston. Uh, big yeah, time win. LBJ coming up big in game three. Big. Where you have 35, 6, and 5, something like that, four blocks. Look like the best player on the planet. What do you think? You tell me because you know I'm beaming with happiness. I'm worried. You're worried? Worried about what? <sighs> While he was doing all that, for most of the game, I kept looking at the score and going, Houston's up. I'm watching LeBron go Super Saiyan and basically fight all Houston. And I look up, and it's 65-63, Houston. And I go, well, that kind of sucks, because I'm watching this score. And what we had to see was Rondo came out of nowhere to provide those 20 needed points to push them over the edge. I don't... We were worried about the third option going into this. Anthony Davis scored, what, 30? LeBron scored 30-some. They combined for almost 70. And out of your other eight players, if you eliminate Rondo, they don't get it done. They don't get it done on possession of possession. I'm worried about how this team is going to get past the Clippers. I'm looking past Houston. I think Houston's cooked. Um, unless Houston benches Russell Westbrook for the entire series, uh, that's the only, Houston's only way to win this is to bench Russ. R- Russ. Russell, we just see it over and over again in the playoffs. Russell fucking shoot himself. Shoot your team out of the playoffs. Uh, he's doing so it again. Let me give you some on Rondo. I, I need to give a quick two minutes on Rondo Go because there is a big big portion of lakers uh, i don't know what you want to call it lakers twitter lakers reddit just the lakers fandom on the internet that has been shitting on rajon rondo the entire season the entire so oh, why is rondo getting minutes why is why is rondo playing over caruso why is rondo out there with ad like rondo showed exactly why the fuck he's on this team yes that this is why he's on this team. He's not on the team so that in the middle of December he can give you 20 and 10 in in Denver on a Tuesday. That's not why he's on this team. He's on this team because when the playoffs come, he's battle-tested. He's someone that they can throw out there confidently and know that he's not going to just fuck everything up. 
And I think that he deserves some more respect. I don't understand all of the hate that he gets because he's not great in the regular season. Newsflash, Rajon Rondo probably doesn't give a damn about the regular season. Correct. It, and that's probably been true for a while. Yep. Is he? Can the Lakers count on him to be the, the third piece of the big three every game in the playoffs? No, no. That would be foolish. He's in his 30s. This isn't prime Rondo. But can Rondo turn back the clock and give you performances like he did in game three? Yes. yes. And that's why he's here. So shout out to Rajon Rondo. I just needed to give him his due because I see him getting shit on all the time. And I don't really understand it. That's uh, because uh, he was such a big factor for the Celtics is why he gets shit on. Uh, it's just the hate from him and the big three uh, eliminating I, LeBron. I hated that team and as then, a Laker fan, yep. as a Kobe fan. I yep. hated that team. Yep. But Rajon Rondo is a talented player. Yes. He's been a talented player. Is his motor always turned on? No. no. Has he quit on some teams before? Yes. yes. <laughs> but do I understand why the Lakers have him on the roster and why he's playing big minutes in game three of the second round? 100%. And he showed us. He showed us the last two games, really. Yep, and, and look, uh, the reason why you have him is this. You expect him to step up in the playoffs. The reason why people are angry at him is they've seen him crush either LeBron or their team, the Lakers, in the playoffs. So, Rajon Rondo, Rajon Rondo it checks every single box as someone who's currently a Laker fan. Are you a LeBron fan? Yep, you hate him. Are you a Laker fan? Yep. You hate him. So if you're both, you fucking loathe that man. Now you need him, though. So that's the fun part about sports. I just don't... Um, I just was wary about this the whole way. Uh, I haven't seen Houston get hot from three, and that could be the defense. that The Lakers do play good defense because defense is a lot of hustle and communication. And even Kyle Kuzma, Alex Caruso, Danny Green, these guys are busting their ass out there. JaVale McGee, they're busting their ass. That's all you need. I'm just worried when you go into when you when you're gonna make it to the next round, and I am penciling them into the next round. I'm gonna pen them in. I'm gonna put it in blood. They make it to the next round. What are you gonna do? LeBron's offense gets stifled a little bit because they put Kawhi on him, and they tax. They basically say we're gonna tax Kawhi to tax your LeBron. You don't really have anyone to put on AD, and that's great. But who's stepping up if LeBron gets 25 points a game? That's not enough, is it? He needs 30. Yeah, against the Clippers, uh, that's a different story. Uh, I do like the Lakers in that series. I think that ultimately the Lakers' top two is going to be more than the Clippers' top two can handle, and that might be biased speaking. I will admit that. Yeah. But when it comes to the Clippers, I, I think it's going to come down to Kuzma. Kuzma is going to be very important in that series because Kuzma is the one that I expect them to put on Paul George if Kuzma can play defense with the effort and with the hustle and grit that he has so far in this playoffs, I've, I've loved Kuzma this yes, playoffs. It looks like he's settled into his role. At least I don't know what got him to realize that this is what he should be doing, but kudos to him for realizing it because he's been playing excellent defense. He's been, uh, he's been contributing on offense without having to be a ball hog. Uh, he's he's been great, and I think that he is going to be the key in that Clippers series. You know, if the Lakers make it out, which they should, he's going to be the key. Uh, we know what we're going to get from LeBron. We know what we're going to get from AD. We might get a less efficient version of LeBron if he's going to have to deal with Kawhi for an entire series. But if they can limit, if they can slow down, if they can just inconvenience Paul George just a little bit, I think that the Lakers will be fine. 
Any party Kuzma thoughts? has the length to compete with him. He, he has what it takes. Yeah, it's I do. I do like. He can do it. I do like Kuzma's attitude. Um, a good transition is when you look at a young player like Kuzma and his attitude, and then you turn over to Michael Porter, who yesterday after the Clippers Nuggets game went to the media and complained about his team, which is a gigantic no-no, and it has been making the rounds. And numerous players today, Dame Lillard, a couple other All-Stars, have called him out, telling him this is not how business is done. I heard during the week from a couple people that watch that Michael Porter is the type of player that gets coaches fired. And I was like, that's interesting. But you can kind of see it. Huge offense, no defense, lacks situational awareness, comes out after a, as a tough loss, and craps on the coach. What do you think about young players that don't know when to keep their mouth shut? I can understand why Michael Porter was frustrated last night because he played 33 minutes. He only gets eight shots. He goes five for eight, three for four from three, two for two from the line. Like It looked like he, he had it going when he got his opportunities last night. So I can understand where his frustration came from. You know, he's, he's kind of cooking. They needed someone to cook because Jamal Murray was six of fifteen for the night, and he wasn't really getting touches. So I can I can understand his frustration, but I don't think now's the time to be going into your interview and letting everyone know that. Uh, you know, I would keep that in house if I'm him. If you've got a problem with how many shots Jamal and Murray and, uh, and Jokic are taking, and to his credit, he did say that they're incredible players and he understands why the ball is in their hands. But that's something that you keep internal, especially in the playoffs. Like, now's not the time for that. Yeah, my other thing is... That's a distraction that they don't need, down 3-1. You going out and saying, I understand why you get them the ball, but dot, dot, dot. No, you don't. No, you fucking don't get it. That's what you just told me. You don't get why they fucking have the ball. The problem is, you don't get that they're better than you. You don't get why they took more shots than you. That's why you're making that claim. Because while you say you get it, you clearly fucking don't. Or what? You ever gone into something like, oh, no, I understand this, and then blow through the red light anyway? No, you didn't fucking get it. You don't understand it. You are not them. You do not give them the upside that that, that Jokic and Murray offer. Don't start the conversation with going, I understand why we did it, but we really need to get everyone else involved. No, you don't. You don't offer the same chance to win. Murray and Jokic had open shots and missed them. It happens. Should you then get the ball every night? No. You aren't that guy. You're not capable. You don't give the effort they give on play in and play out. When I hear a young player start their sentence and then go in that direction, I really go, you don't get it. And now when I hear people go, that's a, that's a coach killer, look, you want to you undermine a team, that's how you do it. You want to get your coach fired because there's unrest in the team, that's how you do it. That's all he did. All he did was in facing an elimination game next, um, well, that'd be Friday, what he did was piss off his entire team and his head coach going into an elimination game. You have one day to turn it around, bud. Congrats. You don't get it. 
You could have kept your mouth shut till after the series and said something, but you didn't. All right, I'm with you to a certain extent, but what do you think about the fact that Jokic and Murray are the only two players on the game that even get into double digits in attempts? Like, at a certain point, I, I get what you're saying, and I agree with you, but at a certain point, Michael Porter has a point. Like, Murray and Jokic combined for 38 attempts. Nobody else on the team even got over eight, I believe. Who do you want taking 10 shots on that team? I, I would like to give them to Michael Porter, honestly. If if I can get 10 more shots, I would give them to Michael Porter, yeah. especially with how he was playing last night. Murray played like ass last night. He it played had, like trash. There's, there's it, no way around that. No, I know. At some point, we've seen Murray get hot in the fourth quarter and shoot that team back into it. That's what he's capable of. That's why you got to let shooters shoot. I go, if you if you say that he they took 38 shots and I need to get Michael Porter 12, I'm not taking them from Murray or Jokic. I'll take from somebody else. But Port, you've, got, you've got 10 shots you need to make. You've got three people in the court. You have to make as many of these 10 as possible. It's going to be Jokic, Murray, and Porter. Those are three people going to get the ball. You have to make as many shit baskets as possible. Who's getting right, the ball? I think that ultimately the real problem, I, I know we focus on Michael Porter and what he said, but the real problem for them in terms of attempts is that they lose the rebound battle. They also lose the turnover battle. Yes. Those are the two ways to get the ball. Yep. They, they need more possessions, honestly. They need more possessions. At the end of the day, you'll get your shots, you get more possessions. You know what helps that? Play defense. Michael Porter, get out there. Get your rebounds up. Get your hustle. You want the ball in your hands? You want the ball in your hands? Go get that rebound. No one can take that ball away from you once you get that rebound. Where's the energy there? You got the no, energy for postgame. I'm in agreement with you on that. I, I look at it and I go, you lost by 11. You're upset you didn't shoot enough. You're upset your all-star teammates shot more than you. And in return, you know, you got eight shots. You were hot. Um, you had... Really, he he had second on the team in a, in rebounds, so I'm I'm good with that. One assist. We're not we're not sharing the ball. Um, I I just go if you want more shots, get yourself open, get better opportunities. Um, uh, you're gonna have cold nights. Murray going six of fifteen, Jokic going eleven for twenty three. You're gonna have cold nights. Could the coach turn around and give more possessions to you? Sure. Uh, Maybe these need to be more. Uh, what? Why does this? Why does CBS have Morris on the on the Nuggets? That's a weird one. Monty Morris. Monty, Monty Morris. Morris. Okay. Okay. There's a bunch of Morris. There's three Morrises left. Um, so you know, I go, hey, maybe he shouldn't shoot six times. Uh, maybe Tony Craig shouldn't shoot three times. Um, right. Maybe we can take a couple of those Jeremy Grant. From three point attempts away. Away. I look at it from that perspective, got to go to Porter. Uh, so I don't say, you know, if Michael Porter, when I got up there and said, here's the deal, I need more shots. Don't care if we spread it around to other people. Jokic, Murray, they shot the right amount. I didn't shoot enough. You know what? You might have a point. But I'm not giving Jokic and Murray shots, just spreading them around. Uh, we spread them around yesterday. Gary Harrison, one for four. Grant went one for six. Paul Millsap did. Nothing. Well, that was from three. Gary Harris went two for five also. Grant from floor, two for six. So we went three for 13 and two for nine. Three for nine. Millsap shot one ball. <laughs> Michael Porter shot eight. 
Morris shot six. I don't know if the, you know, maybe Jokic shouldn't shoot 23, but one of the mis-up, mismatches in nah, this thing. I'm giving Jokic as many attempts as he feels like taking. Right. Leonard has 22. Your best offensive option gets the most shots. Your best offensive option is Jokic, who still led your team in shooting and, uh, and scoring. And then Murray's my next best option. He should get the third most. He should not be vying with Grant and Millsap for shots. Uh, but to your point... You are correct. They need more opportunities. They need more rebounds. They need to turn the ball over less. They cannot lead in turnovers and get beaten in rebounds and expect to win these games. They're just not going to saw it. They just didn't have enough shots. 96-85. There were no shots in yesterday's game. They, they didn't score above 30 in any quarter, 28 being their highest, 12 being their lowest. You have bigger problems than just putting the ball in the hoop. So... You know, that, that's it. I think this is over. Let, I think the Clippers move forward. I think we're going to get a really titanic matchup when the, in the L.A. teams square off, which was predetermined before the season. The East is going to offer us a lot of flavor. Any parting thoughts on the NBA today before we wrap up and get ready for football? No, I am excited to see the Miami series. Whoever Miami gets in the conference finals is going to be very interesting. Obviously, we think that the L.A. teams are going to meet up in the conference finals on the West. We've been waiting for that since Kawhi and Paul George ended up on the Clippers. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see Game 7. I believe when when should that be on Friday? Is that going to be tomorrow? Yeah, it should be tomorrow. Yeah, so I'm excited to see Game 7. I'm really excited to see what Miami and the two L.A. teams do going forward. Uh, but like you said, it's it's time for some football. I'm, I'm excited. It is time for some football. So we will be releasing our NFL bets through our pod. Uh, my, uh, I've, I've tailored off MLB bets because I just can't follow all three sports. I have a full-time job. If my full-time job was sports, I could do all three. I cannot. Um, I'm going to be releasing my season-long bets through the Twitter, Pick and, uh, pick and Play 37. Uh, I'm also going to be doing, uh, we will be doing our individual bets on our own Twitter, but our joint podcast will keep our NFL records on games we agree with throughout the year. Uh, that's where you can go to get news and notes about us. Uh, we will be dropping the podcast through there, and we will continue to bring you that sports content throughout this fall into the winter and we don't know when basketball is going to be back but we could be dealing with basketball at the beginning and the end of football season um it has been and really a ferocious ride of sports that's only about to get crazier with football starting we finally made it please rate subscribe review you can follow us on every major platform for podcasts we are picking by pick and play 37 leo's pick and scroll you can find us on twitter We appreciate you following us. Remember, stay safe, rate, subscribe, review. Peace.